Hello to the third chair. Thanks so much for listening to Talking to the Internet. Before we start today's episode, I have a few quick asks. First, whose story would you like to hear? Can you pop into the show notes and use any of the contact mechanisms to let me know who you'd like me to have on as a guest? I'm currently trying to have conversations with all of the Relay FM hosts, but I'm interested in who else you'd like me to chat with. Bloggers, journalists, podcasters, YouTubers, I'm open to anyone who talks to the internet. Second, I love making this show, and honestly, I could use some support. I've dabbled with ads before, and I may do that again, but really, this show is a labor of love. That said, I'd really like to produce more episodes and put them out on a weekly basis. Securing guests and editing are the things that slow me down. So here's the ask. If you're an admin guru and would love to help me secure and schedule guests, or if you're an audio editor who would be interested in editing the show, please reach out. While I'm not currently able to pay you, you'll definitely be the first to get compensated if we can pull in some revenue through listener support or ads. Again, all of the contact information is in the show notes. Okay, thanks for letting me do that. Asking for help is hard. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome. This is Talking to the Internet. Today is my privilege to have Kathy Campbell on the show. Kathy is a unicorn business owner, photographer, podcaster, mom to an amazing human, wife to a hubby who had a stroke, and overall, she's kind of stern in a friendly way. <laughs> Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so Kathy, I, I, we, I've talked to you about this before. I think it was when I was on Friends in Your Ears. Um, I you know, can't see Kathy Campbell without thinking Mrs. Soup in the chat. So it is so <laughs> nice to have Mrs. Soup in the chat on the show and be getting to talk to her today about her journey. So it's, it's just fun. Thanks. Uh, I love, I love the, the pieces of my life and my online history that kind of sprinkle itself through people's memories. Like it makes me happy to be remembered for anything. So <laughs> Okay, so so that's one little like uh, nugget, I guess, if you will. G take me to another one. What does stern in a friendly way mean? Like, how does yeah. why that's in your profile? So, what's it mean? Yeah, so um, Merlin, the great Merlin Mann, uh, said it on an episode of Dubai Friday to uh, our friend Alex Cox. Um, I had the privilege to kind of direct Merlin at the Relay Five event, um, the fifth anniversary. Um, and just kind of came and like project managed the heck out of, out of that event. But mm. then also over the years, uh, with the work that I do with Relay, um, I have to get things from people. So confirmations, <laughs> addresses, you know, numbers that people need and, and that sort of thing. And, um, having, having that personality bit of me um placed into words so succinctly just like makes me super happy what I do everything that I do in my daily life uh for jobs and for work and also with my family but but mainly for work um I a lot of the things that I do require like hey I need this now mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you can't get paid if I don't have x I can't send you something if I don't have why. Um, and so I have to be really stern, but it's also not 
it's it's difficult for me to be mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I have to do it in the emotionally friendliest way possible, but also still get across the point that hey, I really need this. So if you could send it to me, that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, you're so you're a mod in the Relay FM Discord, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the community manager. Okay, community um, manager. I'm sorry. Yeah, for Relay. I, so I feel like all the moderators in there. Like you all have this very good at like, hey, we're going to correct you and we're going to do it in the nicest way possible. But at the same time, you really need to stop doing that thing because (laughs) you just screwed up and we don't want you to keep doing that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a very, very purposeful choice um, to make sure that even when somebody has done something wrong um, in the discord, they are not like deeply shamed yes. or embarrassed um, and that they know, hey, we still want you here. Just please stop doing X yeah. type of a thing. Um, yeah. There's been only a few incidences where we've had to ban people um, that have just like blatantly, you know, gotten to a specific point. Um, but Every member of the community is a member of the community, regardless mm-hmm. of whether we personally agree with whatever choices they make or not. And so our our goal is always to make sure that they everyone feels welcomed yeah. um, and part of the, the great Relay family. Yeah, I, I learned that lesson when I was in grad school and we had a, a class um, and it was on identity. And the the big thing we did at the very beginning of the class was we said, okay, We have to come into this class with the assumption that people aren't intentionally going to be bad, terrible, evil, whatever word you want to say. Like we're going to come into this with like they may say a thing and they have no idea that what they just said was terrible or horrible. And you need to help them understand why it either is or it might come across that way or whatever it is. And and that's kind of changed my thinking in a lot of different conversations because – you know, there are just certain situations where your background, your experience, whatever it is, like you just don't know that that's not an okay yeah. thing to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned from when I worked with Apple Retail was assuming positive intent mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just going into something with the idea that they don't mean harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that has just deeply ingrained itself in my everyday life. And I do my best to try and keep that going, regardless of what happens. There's a good chance that somebody doesn't mean to be a jerk. Yeah. Or or doesn't like everyone's learning new things all the time. And mm-hmm. you may know that it's not appropriate to say a specific term towards somebody. Um, but until you've been told, hey, that's not cool. Yeah. You may not know. Um, and and that's just something that I try and do, especially when talking to people on the internet, because you're so the majority of the time it's all via text. Yep. Which yep. means it's just boring black and white letters on a screen. And there's no emotions or um you can't read sarcasm. You can't feel uh, you know, what people, what kind of day somebody's having or what kind of anything, really. Mm-hmm. And so l- working with people on the internet um, takes that, that level of assuming positive intent even even further. Yeah. 
Okay, so everybody, welcome. Uh, this is where we get deep real fast. So uh, <laughs> real fast. here you go. We're uh, you know we're like five minutes into the show and we got real deep. So let's let's lighten this up a little bit. Yes, um, please. I'm on, sorry. I know this is great. No, this is great. On on conduit, it's funny because Jay said at one point, you know, you were his emoji explainer. And I yes. feel like I was like, I need that resource because people will put an emoji after a thing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, are you joking? Or is that like something I just don't understand? Like, help me. I need somebody to interpret this for me. So, uh, yeah. So that might be a service that you could provide, you know, of one of the many other million yeah, things that yeah, you do. I'll, is... keep, I'll keep that in, in line <laughs> until then. I think the majority of emoji um like lessons can be learned with the great jeremy burge's mm -hmm. uh emojipedia yep. um yep. i yep. highly recommend that site um <laughs> i can just see you adding emoji consultant to your to your podcast or an emoji consultant i mean i'm already um the pascal consultant for pcalc and Ooh. dice by pcalc with the great james thompson so wow. you know we're i'm working my way up Someday. It's got a goal. Got Someday. a goal. Got to have goals. Got to have yes. goals. Yes. All right. So, Kathy, let's <laughs> let's get to you, right? Like, Let's get to talking to the internet. And, and remember, when I say talking to the internet, I mean in any form. So, in your in your bio, it talks about podcaster, right? So, one of the things, you know, the most on-the-nose way, you do conduit. You do friends in your ears. You do roboism, dragon mount, right? You have a lot of different shows. Can you talk to me about how you started talking to the internet? Yeah, so s talking to the internet really started in text-based communication. Um, when I was in college the first year, I um, wasn't as challenged in a lot of uh, my classes as I thought I would be. I thought I'd be, you know, needing to study all the time. And so I ended up reading a, a lot and um, I wanted to talk to people about this book series that I had found. Um, it's called The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. You may have heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got really bored. And at this point, the internet, so this was in the year 2000. In the year 2000. So, <laughs> yes, I'm old. Um, but I didn't have internet in my dorm room. Um, I did have mm -hmm. access to it in a computer lab. Okay. So I went down to the computer lab and I started like looking to find other people because none of the people in my um, at the school like read the books and you're also not going to go around and like carry the book above your head and be like, anyone read this? <laughs> hey, hey, you, you. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I found a community of people that I've now, some of these people I have been friends with for more than 20 years. Um, and we started talking on the internet. And that's where we grew um, and created our friendships. Um, that's where I met my husband. Um, we know the the power of the internet is incredible and anyone that says you can't have a real relationship with somebody that you've met on the internet and you only talk on the internet clearly has not had the experience that mm -hmm. i've had mm -hmm. and yeah. i'm i'm really honored and lucky to be able to find these communities of people that like the same things um mm -hmm. i finding podcasts and tweeting to random people that also like Relay, yeah. that also, you know, have done the shows and getting these connections with people. And now some of them are my clients and I talk to them almost every day and, and meeting Jay, like to do conduit because of the internet. Mm -hmm. um, 
the internet is why I started SesterCast, which is the very first podcast um, that I've done because I was friends with Jean McDonald. We had met at an XOXO and followed each other on Twitter. And she was looking for somebody to talk about uh, Orphan Black. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, I've never seen it. But if you want to do a podcast, like, let me know. And she's like, okay. And we started that show. And I learned so much about myself and technology and how to record my voice to become a part of the internet that I'm Mm -hmm. talking to. Um, And not only that, I got connected with the incomparable people there and that grew and morphed and it just the idea of getting to be mrs soup in the chat room Mm -hmm. was such an incredible part of my journey uh towards podcasting um getting to talk to it started because every monday morning i would become a part of the upgrade chat room and talking directly to Mike and Jason. And now, hey, I have their, like, if I wanted to send a super secret text, I could. I'm not going to because they're very busy. Yeah. But, you know, having these connections, it's just mind-blowing to think of the power of the internet and and having these conversations in a manner that we never could before. Uh, okay, so let me let me ask a question about the, the computer lab thing. Because, yes. um, you know... I, I'm I remember back when it was forums, right? So you'd put a post mm-hmm. up and then you'd go away and then somebody else would post and it was almost like mail. It was just mail that you yes. didn't have to physically touch. And then you moved into chat rooms and chat rooms were okay, we're gonna get together at this time and we're both in the chat room and we're going, yep. you know, back and forth. What was it like? Was it more the forum style or was it more the chat room style? It was both. So we would have the forums. Um, The forums were the big spot. So you would go and you would make your replies to, you know, the 30 different posts that you've made and and all of those connections. Um, But then there was also always a chat room running. So anytime you wanted to go talk to some of the hundreds of people, you could go into the chat room and chat. Um, Mm -hmm. It was IRC. Mm -hmm. Woo! Not great, but it worked. Um, And there was a way to like make those real time connections with people. Um, And it was just so magical. Yeah. This idea that you could go and you could talk to some people that like were in school all day or had a job that allowed them to be by the internet the whole time. And they were just constantly there and constantly part of it. Of course, this was, you know, flip phones. So we couldn't be on mobile. Mm. Um, But. It, it was really neat to have like grow these communities of people and friends that that you have known for so long and think back on how you met. Yeah. So so what's the delta between, you know, you you start in wheel of time in the chat, you know, text based environment to now you're going to say like, OK, I'm going to actually start trying to talk like I'm going to try. I'm going to move to a different medium, if you will. What Like what's how far apart are those? Oh gosh, like fifteen years. Okay, did, what did anything happen in between there? Did you start a blog? Did you write for anybody? <sighs> did you do anything like that? I I kind of so I would have a live journal um, mm-hmm. that was basically Facebook pages before <laughs> yep, there yep. was Facebook, yep. um, where I was talking to my friends. They they were mainly public, but nobody ever like really followed. Um, and I 
followed a lot of blogs at that point. Um, Google Reader, RIP, uh, made it really easy to, you know, read people's words. And so I would hop in and, and communicate with them on uh, in their comments section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really do a lot of writing myself. I've never really been a writer. Uh, and so didn't want to necessarily present something publicly to people. Um, but I also made a lot of relationships with bloggers. Um, and that's actually what started my, what is now the unicorn business. Um, but I wrote to somebody I was like, hey, because they had made a post that said um, they had been getting hate comments because people were making like mean words about like their poor use of grammar and their terrible like spelling and that sort of stuff. And I said, hey, I'm working a really boring job right now. Um, If you would like some help editing your post, let me know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she was like, yeah, great. And I kind of just started my business that way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, and that grew. And then when my husband had his stroke about a year later, um, I already had a basis of a goal for what I wanted to do to work for myself. And that involved helping people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the journey for the next couple years of his health um, and my work kind of went together um and so over the years i eventually got to the point where i could i didn't have to work a jobby job yeah so i could be home and take care of him and our kid but also help other people all over the world nice yeah so so you saw an opportunity you and and i try to teach this to my students all the time right like we can provide so much more value than we think we can. Yes. Just seize that opportunity. You're like, try to find an opportunity and then just offer it up. And the worst thing that happens is somebody tells you no. They're not interested. Right. And it's not that big of a deal because, I mean, it is. Like, it still hurts sometimes. But oh, it's like, absolutely. But it's like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal because you're no worse off than you were before you asked. So exactly. What, you know, what's it hurt that? So that's awesome. So help me understand, how do you navigate, right? Are, now, would you consider yourself a full-time caregiver? Uh, yes. 100%. Okay. Okay. So how do you navigate full-time caregiving and I've got this list of clients, right? I've got all this stuff that I've got to do. How do these two worlds mesh with each other? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because even though I consider myself a full-time caregiver, um, I'm really lucky in that the self-care throughout the day, um, like he doesn't need help getting dressed or using the bathroom or showering or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he can he can manage that day-to-day stuff mainly on his own. Um, I help him with coffee and I uh, make meals and, and, you know, if he needs something, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And having that in place is huge. But not having to necessarily, you know, change IVs or feeding tubes or any like medical devices is a major blessing. And mm-hmm. I'm aware that that's not a situation that everyone is lucky enough to be able to be a caregiver and also have personal time. Yeah. Um, but be just being here and the fact that most of my work with the exception of when I'm, you know, recording a podcast, 
I can drop it and yeah. go if he needs it. I can work from a hospital if I need to. Um, and I've done that many times over the years. Mm. Um, creating my business in such a way that has allowed me the opportunity to be available when I'm needed um, is something that can't be put into words or monetary value or any of that. And the internet allows me to do that. Yeah. So how much of what you do is the talking to the internet side and how much of what you do is the unicorn sidekick side? I mean, it's different every day, okay. um, but the majority, I would say probably like 85% is unicorn. Okay. Um, and then the rest of it is talking to the internet. Um, even So even though I have multiple podcasts, um, I don't, I'm not recording something every day. Um, I don't edit my own shows. I farm that out mm -hmm. to the amazing Javier um, of Dear Podcast. Um, so I don't have to manage that side of things. Um, so when it comes to podcasting, I just have to do the talking part. Mm -hmm. um, and some weeks I have no podcasts. And then other weeks I'm recording five um, depending on schedules, um, Conduit and Friends in Your Ears are and Robuism are all um, fortnightly podcasts. Um, Dragon Mount is a little bit different because it is specifically for the Wheel of Time show on Amazon Prime Video. Mm -hmm. um, and we are lucky enough to have screeners, so we are able to watch the episode um on Tuesday and we record on Wednesday um, so that we can publish it later on when our NDA um, allows us to. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and so like, but when that show is over, we're done like that. We're going to be doing other episodes. So we have a couple interviews that I was lucky enough to give with a couple of the actors that we're going to publish and maybe um, future interviews. And then, uh, having conversations about specific things but the show itself um being a specific yeah. like episode by episode for the tv show when the tv show isn't running we don't have to rush for that yeah. so when that's over my podcast recording will also lessen you've talked about a, a bunch of your shows yes right so you've talked about we've talked about conduit we've talked about dragon mount friends in your ears Rebelism. those are um, well, sorry, three of those are every fortnight. The yeah. Dragon Mount one is a seasonal show, right? So it's going to follow the Correct. season and then you'll have a couple of bonus episodes and then follow the season and bonus episodes as it goes. Yeah. You on your website, you know, sorry, we hit, we also hit Sestracast and Robot and the Unicorn. So these two you call completed. Now yes. I love the phrasing of that. Like I had <laughs> never put it in my brain it's like oh these are shows that just don't run anymore you know these are shows that are retired right whatever it is you call them completed and I love yeah. that and I want to I want you to break that down why do you call it completed yeah because it's it's done um it's wrapped up in a nice little bow Sestra cast was you know an episode by episode watch of Orphan Black when the show is over it's over mm -hmm. um that you know being able to have that done like it's not retired um, because we're, we're, 
it's done. Uh, the same with Robot and the Unicorn. Um, it's kind of transitioned into a little bit of roboism because it was a show that ended up being a lot more about feelings than we expected, okay. um, which is why we ended up having to complete it just because we weren't in the right headspace for it anymore. Um, but I get to talk to Alex all the time anyway. So, you know, it works out. It just kind of morphs. But we're not going to bring the robot and the unicorn back. That's not a show that's going to exist again. Um, but I'm so proud of the work that we did in, on it and the conversations that we had, I think, are are wonderful. And um, being able to be proud of that and still have it access is something that means a lot to me. Yeah. So, so the, the Sester cast one makes, it it makes a clean break, right? So they, they cancel the show. You can't make any more episodes or, or it's going to be really difficult to extend that one out. The other one, there's got to be a decision-making process, right? Where, you know, you and Alex sit down and say, okay, we're going to be done. What does this mean? How are we going to do this? Why are we going to do this? Can you talk us through the process of completing a show, if you will, or like considering yeah. it complete? Yeah. Um, so we we had hit a, a phase where we weren't recording. Um, we had to just not like we kept putting off. We would schedule something and then and then like cancel it or reschedule it and push it and push it and push it. And it just came to be that like this was not a show that we wanted to do anymore Mm -hmm. um and there is nothing wrong with ending something that doesn't bring you joy i know marie kondo (laughs) like that became a thing that just is over overused but the truth of the matter is if you are not passionate about something you shouldn't be doing a podcast about it um especially because so often it doesn't bring income in yeah yeah uh, and so your listeners and, and fans in the community can tell if you are no longer passionate about it. Um, and in fact, Friends in Your Ears will be ending when I publish the 100th episode um, in the next few months. I have recorded 93. Um, and when it hits 100, it, I'm going to mark it complete um, and, and just not do that anymore. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a hard, it's been a hard choice because I love talking to people about their podcast choices, especially other podcasters, because so often you don't necessarily get to hear the journey that people have gone on to start recording, mm-hmm. but having to manage two guests I mean, I I, oh, yeah. I sent out the scheduling. Uh, I don't do the scheduling for it anymore because I just couldn't. Um, so I like uh, outsource that. Um, but here come these two guests that I've never talked to before. Um, but the hardest part was not knowing the recording situation, not knowing yeah. Yeah. what they can do. These little stressors that are like, I don't, I don't need this in my life anymore. Yeah. No. Um, I, yes. Understood. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel that, um, in, I think I kind of lucked into it because, you know, I, I wanted to create talking to the internet about the people who create things on the internet mm-hmm. and not, I don't, I can't tell you, I actively thought like, oh, all of these people will actually know what they're doing. So therefore <laughs> I can like, 
I can just sign them up and then it'll be fine. Whereas if I'm doing just a general interview show, because I listen to those kind of shows all the time, and it's like, you get it. It's all over the map. I mean, you yeah. know, some people sound like they're in a tin can. Some people sound like, you know, they're over, they're overdriven and stuff like that. So I, I lucked into that. But I feel your pain in terms of I can't imagine getting two guests every show because yeah. I have a hard enough time getting one guest for yeah. a show. It's like getting two signed up in the same time slot, all that stuff, like good on you for for powering a through 100, 100 episodes. <laughs> well, I haven't made it yet. We'll see. Well, you're, you're super close. I mean, I'm almost there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so can we go into your, the variety of shows that you do is pretty broad, right? Yeah. So there's media-based shows. There's actual interview type shows where you're talking to people about interesting things for them. Um, and then there are the feeling, there was the feeling sh- show or there are the feeling yeah. shows, right? What, what drives you to pick these topics? Like what interests you? How do you decide what kind of a show you're going to do? And then how do you decide when you're okay? And we already talked about a little bit about how you kind of close them down or complete them, but like yeah. what drives you to do certain shows? Yeah, it's mainly the, the people that I get to talk with. Um, I don't see myself ever doing a solo show mm-hmm. um i love getting to have conversations with people other people are so much smarter than i am <laughs> in a wide variety of areas so true um, so true with me as well yes i agree with you completely. Yeah. <laughs> well you're doing amazing so i like this is great that your questions and and the format and the segues are incredible so you should be very proud um but i want to sit and talk to my friends um and if i get to like have other friends involved that's even better um conduit just started recording live and it's been so wonderful like the energy differential between um the previous episodes that we had done and then our first live episode last week mm-hmm. was just absolutely incredible um and so i love getting to share my friendship that i have with jay and the things that we get to talk about um with other people and and see other people get excited right there um conduit is really really special in that it's really a connection with the people that we get to talk to um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. having the audience feedback is a huge part of the show and we love getting to talk to our friends of the show um and I love that connection and the little family that we kind of have created from that. And it just makes me so excited every time we get to record an episode because it re- the topic is important and the topic is a big part of the the show, but it's not the most important oh, part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting to hear people's journeys and see their connections and how they've done in the last fortnight, like that's that's huge for us, and we love that. Well, and an encouragement to you is you bring people in that it's like I don't know them, but I'm I don't I forget how many episodes you have eight or something like that. What is you know what are you up to now? Just did nine yeah so oh my gosh but it's like you you almost start to follow the people and it's like they're not even on the show like it's just you and it's just you (laughs) and jay but i'm still following you know you know the um the australian i forget what the the catch name is your australian um yeah down under the show yeah the down um, under the show yes okay but it's like you know it's like oh how did how did they do how did they do and then the other thing that that's encouraging is i i have listened to the live one um and uh, I, I hope this comes across in the right way because I mean it in the most positive way. 
it didn't go perfect. And oh, everything was okay, right? <laughs> like, I, you, you listen to these people, like, do the shows, and it's like, usually it's, I mean, it's buttoned, and it's edited, and, and it, it sounds perfect, and you're like, oh, man. You know, but this one, there were some things that happened in the show, and it was like, you know what? That was totally fine, right? Like, yeah. it was a live show, and I learned a lot about what it might be like to do a live show through listening to them do their first live show and like so that's a huge I hope it comes across positive I hope it comes across oh, as absolutely because it was awesome yes yes that's absolutely incredible and exactly the 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 purpose that we wanted um we talked to Javier who edits the show for us and um he's like so just so you know I, I left a lot of the things in because he wanted to make the the published episode have that same feel as the live one and I was like yes absolutely perfect so like he he cleaned up ums and and repeats uh and bits in the thing but left you know the baby crying and left um other pieces okay. of you know internet crashing can I tell oh, can I tell you the the one that the one that was the best yes please you corrected jay at one point for something that jay said and listening to the two of you have that interaction was awesome right so so he's <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about okay so here's a spoiler when i'm talking so the reason that i love talking to the internet and also having somebody else edit is because as soon as the words come out of my mouth i don't remember what i said okay. and i don't remember the conversation that we had so please tell me yeah. what i said so, <laughs> what happened so he said the the discord or the chat or something they would murder me and you said you know oh, i wouldn't say that right like i would never say that phrase and it was having the two of you have that and keeping it in the recorded the edited version yeah was in my mind golden because it was like this is these are two people having a real conversation and being real friends and supporting each other in great ways and it's like so it was just awesome i mean i like i loved oh, every second you. of it so yeah, I'm gushing oh right now, but it's like I loved every second of it. So keep, <laughs> well, keep please doing gush it. away. <laughs> yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Kathy. Keep doing what Yay. you're doing. Oh, thank you. That makes me so happy. There's something this I I love conduit so much and the fact that other people are enjoying it as much as I am doing it is really special. And I think, you know, there's there's less than 10 episodes or maybe we just did. I don't even know. I don't even know because the time just flies and I'm just mm. like, OK, here we go. We get to do another one. And I'm and part of that is because the show is so new. Um, so we still have, you know, that honeymoon period. Um, but it's still it's just special. Um, mm. There, There's the magic spark, I think, in this show um, that just really makes me so happy, so happy that it's mine. <laughs> yes, good, 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 good. And, and thank you to the Relay Network, if anybody's yes. listening, for including that onto the network because I would not have found it without, you know, it being on the network, and I'm glad that Aww. it's there. So, um, all right, so let's move on to the next one. So yes, life gets tough. Things yes. get thrown at you. Right. Like things don't always go well. What keeps you going? The cheesy answer, you know, oh, my family and <laughs> my friends and the community, blah, 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 blah. I mean, part of that is absolutely true. Um, and, and the fact that the Internet exists in such a way that I'm able to be here for my family in a way that allows me to do the things that I enjoy and support us as a whole. So for example, I was lucky enough to be able to go to London a couple, oh my gosh, a month ago, something like that. Um, 
to do to be a part of the world premiere of the Wheel of Time um, in the red carpet event. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was able to go, I uh, was able to still do little pieces of work, um, but I mainly was like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm signing off. Um, if you ha- need me for an emergency, like, let me know. But yeah. really, I'm not not going to really be sitting at a computer a whole lot because yep. I'm in freaking London. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and the thought that even like a year ago or two, let alone, you know, 11 um, years ago, just is mind blowing to me. Um, and the fact that coming back, like I jumped back in and like everything's, you know, nothing exploded, nothing blew up. It was, it worked out. It was great. And the f- fact that like I make what I do, I choose who my clients are. I have solidified what I do and who I work with and, and how I do what I do around my personality and what brings me joy and helping people make their projects, uh, helping people get their stuff on the internet, um, gives me almost more joy than my own things. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and and I'm really lucky that other people like me enough to let me help them. I guess yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, kind yeah. of a way to say it. Yeah. Well, there, there's there's got to be a like aspect there, and then a results aspect there, right? Like those yes. those two things go hand in hand. So, I mean, I can like you all I want. And if the results aren't happening at some point, I'm going to say, I like you. I'm not going to pay you any more money. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) If I, if I forced you and this is mean and I'm so sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to be mean right now. I'm forcing you to pick your favorite show that you do right now. So you have to pick your favorite show right now. It doesn't have to be forever, but right now, what's, what's your favorite show that you currently make right now? I mean, it's gotta be conduit. Like I love drag him out and that would like, I, I want, I would be torn between those two, but Conduit, like, hands down. Partially because Jay runs it so well, so I get to be there and, like, be the supportive helper unicorn mm-hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he has this amazing, I don't know, macro magic thing that creates the new show like show notes and stuff and I just sit back and let him work his magic and so with drag him out I'm in charge and I'm kind of the head host and so it's a lot more work work um and so I would probably say conduit nice very cool all right so if you had to give somebody you know the biggest highlight you've ever had you know making a show producing something putting something out there on the internet whether it's yours or whether it's helping somebody else do it what's the biggest highlight that you have for talking to the internet I think probably this year's podcast-a-thon um, for Relay and St. Jude mm-hmm. when we like raised $750,000 or whatever for St. Jude um, and a lot of it in that you know eight hours that we did, 10 hours, I don't even know. Like my brain just crashed for it but getting to be a part of that and supportive for it and then also doing the founders um quiz for that was just like major highlight um i just i can't even believe how much money we were lucky like blessed enough to raise from the people 
in the community and that just is really really special I, I can't remember what show they talked about it on but you know they were they were they had hit the goal and they were talking about the stretch goal and the stretch goal was something like 600,000 and they were like yeah I don't know you know it's like you know we've already reached our goal and we're doing great <laughs> and we're so excited and they're like 600,000 and I'm thinking to myself y'all are going to blow 600,000 out of the water. I was like, uh-huh. you know, and, and like, yeah. I just had that, that gut feeling. And sure enough, I mean, the, the community and the people who, who, who came in, it was, it was really fun to watch, you know, that, that happen and be, be part of it, you know, to be a little bit of a part of it. It was cool. I, yeah, I tried yeah. to, I tried to convince uh, Mike and Steven to let me do like an ask me anything with, with a guest um, or with the hosts, sorry, with all the hosts. I was like, let me do like a last minute, you know, ask me anything. And they were like, you know, Corey, that's probably not going to happen this year. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you're, you're right. But it would yeah. be, it'd have been last really minute cool. Anything. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Like that. There's so many pieces involved <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that that makes that like difficult. And you should have seen like the list of, of segment ideas is, like so long um but who knows what will happen in the future you well know? I, and we're i'm gonna, doing it again next year i'm gonna make the public i'm gonna make the public statement right now so steven and mike i know you don't listen but if you do listen i would love <laughs> to do the ask me anything segment where you know like we got to figure out a mechanism or a scheme and then you know you donate and you can ask a question i would love like i like talking to people yeah, i like that's talking a great to idea um, okay sorry sorry that was uh selfish <laughs> so, shameless self-promotion um Okay, so if you're going to advise folks, you know, put your unicorn hat on. Yes. And somebody comes and says... Oh, don't worry. I've got my, my, my headphones <laughs> with my unicorn horn, so it's always on. It's always on. continue. <laughs> so they come to you and they say, hey, Kathy, I'm going to start... I want to make a show, and here's the plan, and here's the content and all this stuff. What are the few things that you tell them to say, hey, save yourself some time, do this and this and this and this, because it'll help you out in the long run? Oh, gosh. So they've already got the idea and and stuff in place. Yeah. So uh, so they're like nine. Let's say they're like ninety percent on. This is what the show is going to be about. We think we're going to do it on this schedule and and this kind of stuff. Like what what's the advice you give them to, you know, kind of give them the, at a, at a boy at a girl up over the <laughs> up over the the fence. I think I think the biggest thing is to just start um, because you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and there are always be surprises. Um, I mean, you can talk to Mike and Steven and they will say, you know, they've been doing this for how long and have how many projects, like there will always be something that will go wrong always. And you can't plan for everything. And so be ready to plan. I mean, obviously still do some planning, but being aware of how you can make adjustments and be nimble and agile mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um to be able to 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 run around um whatever things will come in there just go just start mm-hmm. whatever nothing is unchangeable if you were trying to decide oh my gosh where what like do i host on Libsyn? do i do one of these other like programs just start yeah you can change it you can always change it and um just just get it out there, get it going so that you can break things so that you can fix them and know what's next. Nice. Nice, very cool. If you were starting over again, right? So you're going to you're going to ramp up your shows again, you're going to start talking again, you know, but from from scratch, what's one thing that you would do different in Oof. in the in your in your redo of this journey? 
You know what? I don't know if I'd change anything. Okay. Like the the most. Um, that's a lie. I think I would have a a guest like a second host for friends in your ears. Hmm. Um. So it wasn't just me. Okay. And and why? Like what? What's your drive there? Is it so it eases the burden on you? Is it because yeah. it just make the show more interesting? Yeah, easing the burden and having somebody else involved in the show, I think, would be, like, for how my brain works and how I work, um, I need that collaboration Mm -hmm. side of things. Um, And so having somebody else be able to be contributing ideas and thoughts means it could be a better show but until then like uh, you know this is the journey that it is and it's the show that it is and i'm still really proud of it and uh yeah this one just popped in my head when you sit down and you look back and you say okay was that a success or wasn't a success right like what is your metric for hey like that was a good one or wow i could have really done things different and i don't mean it in an overly negative way i mean it in like a truly evaluating how things are going what determines things are successful and what determines things are, eh, you know, could be better? Really? It kind of comes down to how much fun I had. Okay, good. Like that, you know, I don't look at numbers. Um, I don't look at engagement or anything like that, specifically for podcasts, um, just because I don't really want to know. <laughs> um, because that I don't want it to change how I do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasts are really, really special in that way in that for me, podcasts are a, a way to show my authentic self um, and who I am as a person and who I want to be. Um, and being able to be proud of a show or like a, sh- a, a show or an episode is successful if I have had fun. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so easy to get wrapped up in other things if you if you're if you don't control yourself. Like if you don't yeah. like stop yourself from doing that. Um, and one of the things that kept me with this show, right? Because there was a there's a pretty clear off ramp where I took you know like months off from doing this, yeah. and it was like, okay, am I ever going to start it back up again? And I was like, no, I love talking to these people. Like I love sitting down for an hour with you know these people that I've listened to a lot. Yeah. And just hearing their stories and, and getting to, and it's like, that's why you originally started this. That's why you wanted to do this. So good. It's, it's, um, it's great to hear fun. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you ready? Because now we get into the most stressful, tense part of the show. I've done a show live. I've done a show live. I can do this. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is the unlightning round. So if you're new to the show, this is the round that meant to be the lightning round, but nobody can answer them fast. So we turned it into the unlightning round and now you can take as much time as you want to answer these questions. Kathy, are you ready for question number one? I'm ready. Bring it. What is your favorite thing to consume on the internet right now? My favorite thing is um, anti-MLM YouTube videos. Okay. Help me. Help me. (laughs) Um, So basically, so multi-level marketing schemes are basically... Yeah, yeah. I was like, MLM, I'm not sure what that one is. What does okay. this mean? Yeah. Uh, network marketing uh-huh. or, you know, those types of things. I, I They are um, 
basically commercial cults and there's a like the only people that can make money are at the higher levels um and i think that they prey on individuals who need help and support and and getting in a legal pyramid scheme is not the best place for them there's a lot of creators that i follow and will watch their videos and and on instagram and stuff that are putting the facts out there and information on why um these are not as successful as they uh say that they are mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. how to support people to get out of them yep not everybody can get the boat right nope like so most people don't get the boat so most like 99.8 percent of people in mlms uh make zero or lose money yes yeah. And and then you annoy your friends too. Um, right, right. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Yeah. Friends are so important. Keep them, please. Yeah. I don't know what the special confluence of like either my parents or just the fact that I was dirt poor, but it's like right around the end of high school, college time, they like I had like four different people want me to get involved in these things, yeah. and I was like, no, yeah. this just isn't the right thing. And I'm so glad because I mean I yeah. feel like I dodged a bullet on that one. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, question number two. Who is an up-and-coming content creator that we should all check out? Well, there's this great guy. His name's Jay Miller. <laughs> um, he is going to be doing some incredible things. I'm, I'm really proud of his, his journey. Okay, so seriously, what is he, what's he doing? Because he didn't talk about any of this when I had him on the show. So what is this? Great. So his YouTube videos are incredible. Um, he does a lot for work, but then he does his personal ones as well. Um, and then, of course, Conduit. But but his blog is really special, too. Every year he does the Jay-Z's where he talks no. about people over the year that like have really supported and been amazing for him and i really love that um, i love his writing style i love his personality that comes out and i think he's just a really really special human and i'm so lucky that i get to do a show with him awesome i was not expecting that answer great work okay <laughs> number three you're yes. on your you're on the first human mission to mars yes you're only allowed to take one thing to either read listen to or watch during the trip and while you're there, right? So now when I say one thing, it can be like the entire collection. So let's say Wheel of Time, you choose yeah. to take all of those books. You can have all of those books, but that's all you can take. Okay. All right, so what are you taking? Uh, well, you gave me my answer, the, okay. the Wheel of Time books. Uh, but okay, what form are you taking them in? Well, will I be able to like recharge my Kindle? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. you, yes. You have access to this this mechanism for the okay. entire time that you're there. Okay, then yes, I would absolutely on Kindle. Um, that's really the only way that I read anymore. Um, just being able to hold it in one hand is uh, perfection. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. Yes. So why why the Kindle books and why not the Audible books? I'm curious. So I am a very interesting podcaster in that um, Word spoken word does not work very well in my brain. Whoa, I know. Um, so I don't visualize things. Um, so when when I'm reading or uh, having you know a podcast stuff, it's the words that I see, not pictures. Um, but if I'm reading words, I still don't see pictures, but I am able to better 
like understand the words yeah. in the story as a whole. Yeah. It's very weird. But See, yes, I would I would do the the physical books. Okay. Okay. I, I you know, I was wondering if you were gonna go Wheel of Time, which leads us into our fourth question. <laughs> okay. And let's talk about your Wheel of Time show. Okay. Yeah. But let's talk about your Wheel of Time show in connection with the actual Amazon show. Yeah. Overall, what do you think of the show? And what do you think? I mean, I know that we could go listen to Dragon Mount. Like, sure. Like, <laughs> right. That's right. that's one thing. But give give us the like 30 second 60 second summary like what's your overall take on the show how do you feel about it what yeah talk to me about it I am so lucky to exist to live in a world where this show exists this translation um and new turning of the wheel if you may uh from the books taking a book series into a television show is always difficult Mm -hmm. and the fact that Rafe Judkins who is the showrunner has managed to create a world that feels so right with characters that are so spot on and correct and real and and they nailed it in the personifications of these characters that I have been you know a fan of for 20 years um and I am so excited to see what comes in the future um the finale i get to watch the finale tomorrow and i'm so excited oh, nice. how many how many how many episodes is this first season uh 10 okay. or no eight sorry uh, eight so then we're we're on because seven seven just released so we're on eight this week yeah. okay oh yeah. i didn't realize we were yeah. that close yeah it will come out thursday night friday morning and so i uh, this is going to be a weird connection but <laughs> So I didn't read the Harry Potter books before I watched the Harry Potter movies. Okay. So the Harry Potter movies were new to me. Like all of that was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like what? This is crazy. I read or I listened to, I listened to the first two Wheel of Time books before I started the series. And the, the differences between the two were like so fresh in my mind that it was like stark to me. But once I let, once I let my brain drop out of like the TV show is different than the books uh-huh, and that's okay uh-huh. and just embrace the TV show it's it's got it got much better like at first i was like no this is too different yeah. and my brain is like no um but that was my that was my big gut reaction with the show oof yeah it's it's it, i totally understand 100% um completely valid completely understandable it's so interesting because I've, I've heard that as well from either new fans or who were like, oh, we're going to read the books um, so that we like know what the show is about. And then they watch the show and they're like, hold on, what? Yeah, yeah. Versus versus the the either people that haven't read the books and just watched the show and now they're super excited about it or people like me, like I, I read the, I started reading again last year. So okay. I had it somewhat fresh. Um, I've read it so many times that it um, isn't anything new. Making sure that I knew it was a separate feel. Yeah. Um, that it was a different story that it's going to be a little different um, was really helpful for my mental state um, mm. to still feel the idea and the vibe of what the show is. Um, and yeah, the characters are just so perfect that it, it it's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So that is the unlightning round. Congratulations. You made it through. Whew, so nervous. Oh my goodness. Do you have another couple minutes? 
Yes, because I, I have a question here and I don't know where it's going to fit in, but I'm going to try to fit it in maybe right here, or maybe not. Um, yeah. How do you, you know, so you're raising an amazing human. Yes. And how do you guide your amazing human when it comes to putting things on the internet? Because I remember at one point that, and you might still be doing this and I just haven't followed along, but you were creating TikToks together. Yes. Are you still doing that? So they are too cool for me. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we started TikTok because, you know, the quarantine lockdown started happening way back in the day when we thought it was going to be two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, let's do, you know, they had been asking to do TikToks, um, for a while. And I was like, let's do them together. You can teach me how to do the dance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then over time, they just became too cool for it. But I had found joy in TikToks. Yeah. Um, and so I kept doing it. So every so often, they I can convince them to do a TikTok with me. Okay. Um, but not always. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, but it, it's torturous. And how do you, and how do you guide, like, do you guide that process? Yeah. Do you, how do you oversee, uh, oversee sounds too strong, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, no, protect. we have to have, we have to have pretty much constant conversations. So they're 12 okay. now, which is um, an interesting age in any year, but having conversations about, Hey, anything you put on the internet is public, regardless of how private you think it is. And so we've always been very aware of making sure you don't have identifying information. So like, mm -hmm. don't put your street address, don't put, you know, your phone number, make sure, you know, you're not doing, come on, my walk to school. Like these are things that um, are not safe from a whatever level of notoriety you're at. Mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't mm -hmm. be doing that. Um, but also like, hey, if you want to say bad things about people, maybe do it like if you need to vent, do it in a way that yeah. is not public yeah. on the internet, yeah. because even if it's private, somebody will see and somebody will share. Yeah. Um, and so having to have those conversations is difficult, but it's important. Um, it, it, it's necessary to have. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for including that. Um, yeah, of cause I wanted to ask that and then I, I totally lost it. So I'm, yeah, I'll... especially, I mean, your oldest is seven, yes. which I'm vaguely remembering how long ago that was and it <laughs> seems like so short and then so long um you know this this past year especially has been so interesting because it's uh that teen I, I swear even though they're only 12 you know teenage started at 12 uh, yeah. um and and, yeah. and learning that journey of okay how do i go how do i personally go from mommy like I want to spend all my time with you to I'm now going to sit in the room by myself. Yeah. Um, and we've actually navigated past that again. So now we, we spend time together and we have shows that we watch together and we do things together again without like, ugh, mom, which is really special, but it's, it's a, it's a journey for yeah. sure. It's difficult. Oh, parenting's joy. hard. Oh joy. It's so hard. It, it's yeah. so, it's amazing, but it's so hard, right? Like that's the yeah. hardest thing to explain to somebody is, it's awesome and crazy at the same time. Yeah. And, you just gotta... yeah. and this, this age, like part of me dreams of the time when it was all stuff that could be fixed. <laughs> yeah. You need to change a diaper. Yeah. They're hungry. Like they need attention, whatever. And now you can't fix things. Yeah. Like if they're, you know, friend dynamics change and friendships ebb and flow depending on 
people and it's really difficult to not be able to fix it yeah and, so and, i'm and sorry fi- and fixing it is getting through it fixing it isn't actually fixing it the way we're yeah. thinking about you know yeah i agree yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, i'm just hard. gonna i'm just gonna mental block on that um we're gonna yeah we're sorry not, you still gonna... got a little bit of time yeah, <laughs> you're going <laughs> kathy um thank you for being on the show uh thank you for sharing you know a portion of your journey with us um and kind of telling us what it's been like for you to talk to the internet if people want to find out more about you where do you point them I will usually send them to like kathycampbell.com or any of my social media accounts. They're all at Mrs. Soup. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of that at Mrs. Soup. I love to talk to people on the internet. So come and talk to me. Wonderful. (laughs) Tell me Uh, how awesome I am. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Kathy, again, thank you for being on the show. Um, If you guys want to find out more about the show, uh, you can go to talkingtotheinternet.com or you can follow us on Twitter um, at TTTI Podcast. Kathy, again, it's been a pleasure um, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Corey. This was an absolute pleasure.